0: This is Rebecca Lowe or Rebecca Lua if you listen to Suboptimal Radio and you are listening to Men In Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! It's Rog. My first quarantine pod recorded from the world of distancing. I realise I've actually been keeping exactly the same distance between me and other human beings. As Jerry Mina maintains between himself and opposing attackers at corners at all times. And potting, after what's been a hard weekend for all of us. One almost entirely without football. Which in a way was so much harder for me than the experience of self-isolation. I'm not going to lie. We were on the verge of turning men in blazers into a Liga MX all the time 24-7 Podcast. Like you, I spent all weekend aching for Club America against Cruz Azul, the big one. Then just as soon as we all charged into that, shut down, baby. I did watch. God love you, TUDN. Tudden, Savoured the forbidden dance of football one last time. It was so good to see Miguel Herrera, wasn't it? It's a moment, if nothing else in which we should all be reconnecting with old friends. They're watching the spectacle of a massive game played out in an empty Azteca stadium. It was just confirmation that sport, without the passion of fans, is like The Office without Steve Carell. I'm taping this on the day in which... Let me have some bud. Everton should by right be losing to Liverpool. It's March 16th. It's my brother Nige the Reds' birthday. That would have made the loss all the more savage in the Everton or crap Bennett family WhatsApp group. Happy birthday, Nige. I love you. Instead, like the rest of the weekend, it was gone. And I just spent hours watching Watford 3, Liverpool 0, Watford 2, Everton 3 on repeat. All my favourites. Theo Walcott. Get in! I'll never say bad things again about you, I promise. GFOP at Bryce Kirschbaum preferred to savour the epoch-defining politic hat-trick on a loop. He wrote, aka the good old days, at Nick G 995 as a person after my own heart. He revelled in just, quote, the first 94 minutes of Everton against Newcastle. Well, this podcast is designed to bring some love into your life. We will talk about all The big news, the biggest actually, the big news, the best news in the world of football. Yeah, that means we're going to break down every single second of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's dance of death up the stairs of his apartment with his girlfriend. Can't wait for him to explain to Klopp after this is all over that he did his ligaments in, doing the stair dance. Athlete Twitter. It's the best Twitter. We'll also talk about the prospects for resolution in the looming bottleneck that is a return of European football at both the club and international levels. Decisions, oh, and this gives me no solace, that are in the hands of football's owners and bureaucrats. What could possibly go wrong there? Though I will say, everything that is going on in the world right now Italy, Spain, England, oh my God, England, we love you. And of course, across the United States of America, all of the things we once got so hot under the collar about. VAR, God damn you! fixture pile-ups, what's with that? Even Manchester City's European ban. All of it now. Seems like trifles, luxuries. Has Jurgen Klopp so eloquently wrote in his letter to Liverpool fans over the weekend. First and foremost, all of us have to do whatever we can to protect one another in society, I mean. This should be the case all the time in life, but in this moment, I think it matters more than ever. I've said before that football always seems the most important of the least important things. Today, football and football matches really aren't important at all. If it's a choice between football and the good of the wider society, It really is no contest. Really, it isn't. Jurgen Klopp, speaking more sense than almost any politician I've heard. Those are words to live by. This podcast... Talking about words to live by, full of words that aren't to live by. It's a debut of our new Men In Blazers phone line. We launched it so we could take your questions big and small about football and about life. You can call 646 450 9472. That's 646 450 9472. And leave a voicemail. And then we're going to answer the best questions. Think of it as Men In Blazers talk radio. Check shite. Get answered suboptimally on WGFOP, the bald. Oh, you have left some gorgeous questions, some stories of true human beauty and some wonderful crap. Like this from Nick in Austin, Texas. I'm just wondering how if and when the Premier League does finally cancel their season, how will Tottenham find new ways to disappoint me? Oh, Nick. From Austin, Texas. I can't wait for that Jose Mourinho press conference in which he explains how this world disaster we're all living through, somehow it's all on Don fault. God love you, Nick. Can't wait to race and brisket with you at Franklin's Barbecue in your magical city soon. Okay, on to the big questions. Hi, Raj. It's Yosef. I'm here with Finn. We're both students at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. Uh, go Chelsea and uh, go Colorado Rapids. <laughs> and uh, we have a question about uh, the end of the Premier League season and determining results. If the Premier – two-part question. First, if the Premier League season is – the rest of the season is canceled, um, do Everton get relegated just based off losing 4-0 on the on the weekend? And then second, if the league ended today, who gets Champions League? Who gets relegated? Who gets promoted? Who gets Europa League? How do we determine it all and do Liverpool stay the champions? Thanks, Raj. Thanks, Daveo, And uh, we'll listen to the pod. All right. Joe and Finn. Oh, hail to the victors, Valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Everton Football Club. Here's where we are. In the US, the CDC's just recommended that gatherings of more than 50 people are going to be postponed for the next eight weeks. A sobering thought. Every single sports team apart from the New England Revolution, would have gulped when they read that. From a European footballing perspective, while the world's footballers sit around, post funny tweets, or sneak out and break quarantine to play football in the park, Mason Mount style, the action now turns to a gaggle of owners and bureaucratic administrators who've got to make sense of a series of unprecedented interventions and almost impossible decisions. That's for European club football, European club competition, the Champions League, Europa League and of course the mighty Euros which were meant to be, you thought of this, in 12 European cities this summer. One quick aside. This moment of pause, it only serves to reinforce how colossally stupid and arrogant the decisions to hold the World Cup in Qatar and the Euros in scattered sites across the European continent were football. The total hubris, it's got to go. The administrator is going to make these decisions just through a collision of self-interest and the awareness that they're going to set precedents. And I'll say no one is aching more than us for soccer to return. And by us, I mean you listening, along with Dave out, J-dubs, me. It's, it's just critical that we be realistic right now because football, like society, is reeling. And well, there's nothing I would love more, I actually dreamt about it last night. The Premier League's return, a return to normalcy. That's what we're craving. The rhythm of Rebecca Lowe throwing to the tunnel, to pre-game handshakes, to 90 minutes spent watching polyester shorts, a leather ball and sweet sugary sports drinks. Oh Mike Dean is why we watch. Let's be honest going to take some time. FIFA have recommended all international matches previously scheduled to take place in March and April should be postponed until the time they can take place in a safe and secure environment. Last Friday which already feels like months ago Premier League put the season on pause until the weekend of April 3rd Let's just say that hope is deeply aspirational There's a need to retain sporting integrity by having all the Premier League games kick off by a certain date. I understand that but I also know the 69 Premier League players out of contract on June the 30th, which could lead and trigger an anarchy if your club's favourite start. Not you, Richarlison! The camps to a rival club. The players also need a ton of time. This is something we don't think about. But to return to match fitness, a sports scientist suggested that elite athletes need one day of training for every day of isolation before they can be match fit. So, if that advisory 14 day isolation, which already seems optimistic, doubles to 28 days out of action, all of that means the league can't just fire up again with the flick of a switch. You look at what the NHL are doing about their intention to start mini training camps as soon as they can. So, as much as we'd like it to, football cannot just return oh, with a click of the fingers. That's all background. What we do now, UEFA meet on Tuesday to untangle the Euros and Champions League and Europa League. They're under incredible pressure to postpone Euro 2020 and kick it to the summer of 2021 to allow the leagues to finish. The Premier League has then scheduled a meeting of its clubs on Thursday. To start to determine how to untangle the matter of champions, European places, relegation and promotion from the championship. Will Everton be awarded a mid-table place? Big, big question. There's so much rumour flinging around. Hence, you've got people like West Ham's vice president, Karen Brady, claiming one day that the season should be totally voided. And then writing the very next, Liverpool deserve to be champions. The truth is, football... It's always seemed all-powerful, and it is like the rest of the world at the mercy of coronavirus. It is completely confused like the rest of us. All we know for sure, we're going to have to expect more and more positive viral tests for the players, for the backroom staff in the coming weeks. That April 3rd date the Premier League originally gave as a goal for resumption does seem optimistic. It seems highly putative. And if the league resumes much later than that, we're going to leap into further, uncharted, deeply complex territory. To me, I'd slow down. I understand the anxiety. I understand the need for certainty. I also know idle minds jump to stupid conclusions. I I don't understand much of this. I don't understand why football needs to charge into making complex, hard, deeply, oh, unprecedented decisions so quickly when we don't even know how hard Europe in general and Britain in particular are going to be hit by this virus which when you look at it is in early terrifying stages there. To me a decision can wait. Quick note for some positive thoughts before we take more questions. Elbow daps! Positive thoughts, big love to all of you listening who are medical professionals or have medical professionals in your families. Those heroes whose offices are ramping up, not closing down at this time. Those of you on the front lines. uh, And by the way, those of you who are not, the rest of us, people like me, people like you listeners, Few of us love a bud more than me. Let's be candid. I know many of you right now are feeling indestructible, that there's something of the war spirit going around. I understand that. We don't want to cower in the face of threat. But please don't go out to bars tonight. There are medical staff working triple shifts, risking their lives to flatten this curve. All I can say is be smart, do your part. Okay, on to another question. Raj. This is Jordan from San Jose. I'm a Liverpool supporter and proud, bald man. Let me ask you, your top three bald goalkeepers of all time, Tim Howard, Fabian Barthez, Brad Friedel, who else you got? Cheers, courage, and kung fu fighting. Ah, that is a trick question. I think you are setting me a trap, and I'm not going to fall into your trap. Everyone knows the answer to this question. Top three board goalkeepers of all time. Bradley Guzan. Bradley Guzan. And number three, it's Mr. Bradley Guzan. We take your questions, remember, at 646 450 9472. That's 646 450 9472. Chat shite. Get answered suboptimally on WGFOP. The Bald will also take the Odd Raven. This one came in at menandblazers at gmail.com for Mr. Todd Summer. Todd wrote, please dispatch Raj to Paraguay to interview Ronaldinho while he's playing in a Paraguayan prison league. The chance for a sports Emmy and an investigative journalism Emmy is yours for the taking. Seize the moment. Oh, Todd, I would go but the sports Emmys hate men in blazers, Todd, you know that. For those of you who don't know the story, Ronaldinho, the former Barca and Brazil great, is in a Paraguayan prison after being arrested for the alleged attempt to enter the South American country with a fake passport. In prison? He did what you do in prison. He joined a soccer team, took part in a -a five-a-side futsal tourney. He only scored five goals and delivered six assists to lift his team to the trophy, which we'll get to in a moment. Oh, how proud he must have been. This guy's won World Cups. He's won the Champions League. Oh, he's won, I think he's won Syria. He's definitely won La Liga. for oh, well that Paraguayan prison trophy must have just tasted so sweet, literally tasted so sweet in a way I'll describe in a minute. But I've thought about this story a lot, mulled over over the weekend. Can you imagine being in jail and just living and dying for that futsal tournament, aching for it to come around and then your opponents only bring in Ronaldinho as a ringer. It must have just been like seeing him straight out. Devastating. I mean, I will say, brace yourself. It's going to be some incredible transfer news breaking out of the Paraguayan Prison Leagues in the weeks to come. It's teams lobby to get someone proper hard on their team to counter the Ronaldinho threat. You know, get me Danny Drinkwater. Get me Hope Solo. Let them be our ringer. FIFA Street Hardcore Edition. The prize, by the way... Was a 16 kilogram pig. A pig. Yep. Or as Steve Bruce calls it. Bacon! Prison rules bacon. The best bacon. Premier League, if you're listening, a trophy made out of bacon! Bacon, do you see? Be an incredible way to make the Premier League even greater next season. Last question from the great GFOP, Henry Pfeiffer. Who designed our beautiful jock tag on our Umbro Club back in December. I'm calling to ask is since all sports are obviously going to be canceled, is the Men and Blazers podcast just going to evolve into a book club podcast? And if so, have you considered doing How to Think Like an Open Roman Emperor, the Stoic Philosophy of Marcus Aurelius, which I'm about to finish? Henry! Oh, why on earth would we talk about books? when we've got James Milner counting teabag videos to feast on for days. By the way, huge love to James Mills, a man who invented social distancing decades ago, always been way ahead of the curve. Yes, there will be books on this podcast. There will be occasional television wrecks, there'll be movies, there'll be love. In terms of books, I posted on Twitter a thread yesterday of my favourite soccer books of all time. There are a dozen great ones in there. In terms of culture, I do find the daily press conferences, both national and local, must-watch. I do also find them incredibly debilitating. And I wanted to show my kids how I grew up thinking about American values, American spirit in times of global crisis. So wrestled hard with this and I decided to make everyone re-watch with me Band of Brothers, the HBO classic. I've been rationing the series out for my family one episode every day. And it's been, it's been magnificent. What an experience. I mean, the show is made for now. A humbling reminder of what drew me to this nation as a kid in the first place. What made me want to become an American in the first place. Global leadership, courage, and sacrifice, self-sacrifice. All of those values, extraordinary, and performed over and over and over again by the everyman. I watch it, it's humbling, it's inspiring and I say let's channel that behaviour now because whatever we're dealing with, it's nothing, nothing compared to what Major Richard Winters had to grapple with and watching it, it even makes me forgive him for ultimately becoming a Liverpool fan but not for the air trombone, the air trombone's unforgivable. One last note, our heart goes out to all those high school seniors who have to miss out on their season. A season that closed, that closed without real finality in these uncertain times. That closed without closure. David Silva, Premier League, Manchester City style. If you are a high school footballer or the parent of one, if your kid or if you as a player had your team's senior season cancelled, we want to hear from you. Email meninblazers at gmail.com just email us drop us a line and we'll be in touch and remember in the words of gfop at nicholas martin ah, some wisdom your favorite team can't crush your soul and destroy your dreams if it doesn't play look on the bright side he also hashtag that one come on you spurs to all of you i raise my bud keep distancing keep on trucking i love you courage